0: movie review. This is the 1970, sorry, the 1963 movie, This This Sporting Live. It's directed by Lindsay Anderson. It's uh, produced by Carol Reese. A screenplay and a novel, David Story. And in the cast, in the lead role, is Richard Harris, who plays Frank uh, Matching. Rachel Roberts plays Mrs Margaret Hammond. She uh, initially is viewed as his landlady. Alan Baddell plays Weaver. He's the uh, financier, uh, rich tycoon, who has uh, an investment in uh, the City Rugby League Club. William Hartnell plays the scout for that club. His character is Johnson. And Colin Blakely is a member of the team and becomes a friend of Frank's. Morris Braithwaite. This movie, uh, amongst other things, uh, was a huge success for Harris. In the early 60s, British cinema cinema shifted from the typical Hollywood uh, diet of entertainment escapism and gave the viewing public in Britain a course of what was described as kinching sink drama. Here the stories reflected the tough uh, working class life in urban settings in the north of England. And enabled uh, the emergence of a bunch of high quality actors and actresses to get uh, their teeth stuck into dramas that were brought to the screen. And there were some remarkable performances amongst them. Uh, following the early success of Saturday Night and Sunday Morning, starring uh, Albert Finney and Rachel Roberts, and then A Taste of Honey uh, for Rita Touchingham, the, the, the movie This Sporting Life uh, saw the debut film directed by Lindsay Anderson. This Sporting Life also launched the career of Richard Harris. You know, he was an Irishman born in Lyric and at school... He showed a talent as a rugby league player, which of course this sporting life is about. But unfortunately he developed tuberculosis in his teens, which scotched the possibility of him actually becoming uh, involved in that sport as a career. Um, So he turned to acting. Uh, He was enrolled in uh, La Lambda, the the London uh, Artistic... Music and Dramatic Art uh, Society, and his first role was in the 1959 movie *Alive and Kidding*, and he followed that up with supporting roles. I saw him in *Shake Hands with the Devil*, uh, a film that stars uh, the uh, hugely uh, loved. James Cadney and then he turned up in Guns of Navarone in 1961 alongside Gregory Peck and others and then in the hugely successful Mutiny on the Bounty* in 1962 uh, playing alongside Trevor Howard and Marlon Brando but this sporting life was his first major lead role. He plays a bitter young coal miner Frank Machin who becomes a rugby league star, rugby league star player in a northern uh, team? Uh, the credits give thanks to Wakefield Trinity Rugby League Club, and so um, one would see that as the venue for this. Um, uh, the action on the field—he's—he um, becomes. Uh, famous when he gets an enormous sign-on check, um, which was unbeknown at the time. Um, But then uh, uh, he will go into the details of the film shortly. Just to say that uh, he received an Oscar nomination for his uh, performance uh, as a best best actor. Uh, And also, uh, he won the Best Acting Award at the Cannes Film Festival. Just a word of note, though, alongside Harris was Rachel Roberts. Previously, I referred to her with regard to uh, Saturday Night and Sunday Morning. And here, she is awesome. Uh, She is a fantastic uh, actress who took a lot of the female roles in these films and her performance is five star alongside Harris. Growing up in the early 60s I became an ardent fan of watching Rugby League on Saturday afternoons. Matches were live on the BBC and my father and I were addicted to them. The mud, the aggression, the sheer commitment of 26 men charging up and down a field in the middle of the winter for a basic wage There were no superstars with huge bank accounts here. Uh, The game was only played in Lancashire and Yorkshire and for most people in the home counties near London it just wasn't that popular. However my father being Welsh they had a real taste for rugby and so I nestled down next to him and really appreciated the, the, the commitment. Well, this movie, The Sporting Life, dips into the life of a professional rugby player, Frank Machen, played by the great young Irish actor at the time, uh, Richard Harris. Early on, we get an insight into how tough rugby league is, and that those who play it also tend to gravitate to the pub on Saturday night, win or lose. Uh, after that communal bath with the Ladge, and then some huge quantities of ale. Uh, Anderson actually takes us in uh, to the uh, uh, bath and we see some fairly explicit, uncensored shots of young naked naked men uh, larking around uh, after full time. Injuries, of course, were also a common sight, serious ones as well. And Frank quickly receives a heavy blow to the face that requires a visit to the dentist and some teeth extraction. Anderson uses this uh, opportunity at the dentist when Frank goes under uh, following gas to anesthetize him. Uh, he, we then see a collage of memories that Frank is apparently experiencing and one can ask uh, were they factually correct or exaggerated or pure fiction? The focus of the movie centres on Frank's desire to be wanted to be loved, and he sees Margaret to be that woman. A substitute mother, maybe, is what he's looking for. We learn nothing about Frank's childhood or his family, so this I surmise may be the secret behind his need to be accepted by this woman. Margaret, however, is guarded, cynical, and uncomfortable with Frank, and still in grief over her husband's death. Frank's macho type behaviour doesn't go down well with her and initially she rejects his hints at an intimate relationship. His success then leads to wealth beyond anything imaginable for him or for Margaret and the relationship starts to become physical but there's no emotionally fulfilling aspect to it. It's more like going through the motions really or a response to uh, Frank coming home after a a binge at the pub and his drunken desire needing to be met. It's a bit typical really of how uh, one perceived working class, class households after a night out on the booze. There is a hint of dominance in the physicality but Anderson doesn't dwell on the details, as Matchin's character is a little different from your typical violent abuser. We do see Frank's softer side as he relates Wells to Margaret's kids in outings in his flash Jaguar car. In fact, the owner's wife points out how easy he is with kids, suggesting this is where he feels safe, not needing to pose as a big shot. Margaret occasionally is seen to smile briefly but in essence she is reluctant to involve herself in any emotional close relationship with Frank which slowly eats away at him, eats away at his psyche and leads to a tragic end. Margaret is still in grief for her dead husband and uh, cleans his shoes, visits the grave frequently and has all the spirit drained out of her. Through her poverty, she's a broken spirit. The process of Frank getting a contract with the City Rugby Club is seen. Some of it in a dream under the influence of gas at the dentist. Frank appears to create conflict with other players at an entertainment venue one evening. And I saw it as Frank's intention to show to the owner, Weaver, and Sloma. Played by Arthur Lowe, who's possibly the chairman, that he could ha- he could handle the toughness of rugby league. Machin's viewed as a special talent by Weaver and others, particularly Johnson, the, uh, the club scout, played by William Hartnell. He later became the first Doctor Who on TV. Johnson takes Machen under his wing like a son who sees the talent in the boy and Frank reciprocates with loyalty after the huge cheque lands in his lap. Margaret, however, is less impressed and this disflated response stokes fire and anger in Frank. Margaret compares the pittance uh, uh, she received from her husband's uh, accident at work which led to his death with Machen's huge reward for having done nothing of valid value relatively and it's with women notably Margaret where Machen has huge problems he also has showed another side of the, his problem with women in a scene with the owner's wife she tries to seduce him and he flees in panic fearing being found out but it's with Aunt Margaret that he's unable Uh, It is Margaret who is unable to see any of Frank's qualities. She focuses on his rough, macho, misogynist tendencies and being loath to get involved, even unwilling to take any interest in his success in getting a huge signing-on fee. Harris shows his acting skills in spades. Note his his negotiating skills when securing his contract. The good feel factor of the money, however, doesn't maintain the emotional high for long and his need for mothering returns as he strives to win Margaret's heart. Anderson shows us bluntly the contrast, the flashy white new jang that Frank's just bought, amidst the long line of terraced houses in slum-like conditions in the northern town. It only impresses a few, this uh, uh, white jag, while most, like Margaret, see it for what it is, self-deception. In fact, with his uh, male peers, Frank likes to be seen uh, as uh, hard to get. Uh, And when a friend and fellow player gets married, he puts on a separate face for the males and a different one for the women. At the boss's New Year's party Frank is mainly alone, uh, Margaret wouldn't come and he's seen to be tolerated by most and not liked. And also that it's become gossip that he may have had a fling with Weaver's wife. It's a bit tongue-in-cheek but Frank uh, shows his insecurity and leaves to return to awaiting Margaret. His personality is far too fragile in this world of winners and losers. Their relationships captured perfectly when Frank uh, 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 takes Margaret for a meal at a posh restaurant. But he behaves like an arrogant foul-mouthed fool trying to sell the image of a hard, tough rugby league star. Margaret and everyone else uh, present are repulsed by this and it triggers the slide in their relationship. Margaret describes their relationship as dirt and dirt that she doesn't want to be in. The last half hour sees the relationship fracture into verbal exchanges that are toxic and stress-inducing. The emotional pain is delivered by both as we lurch towards the devastating finale, Anderson focuses on Machin's images of a muddy field, the working-class town, the smokestacks, the pack scrum. This is Machin's life without Margaret. The closing moments are soul-searching, and should not be missed. In summary, a tour de force by Harris. Uh, a film that opens up many social issues and the launch of the new director, Lane uh, Anderson, uh, is spectacular. This sporting life is a hard watch but a necessary one for those who live through those times and for younger viewers who will register uh, it as a stark reminder of life uh, in the 60s in the north of England in working class uh uh, city areas